0: What you want? What you want? you want? What you want? What you want? Welcome to episode 23 of All Us Geeks. I'm Jeff King, and I'm Jordan Steinhoff, and we're here to give voice to your inner geek. Welcome, or. Thanks for having us back. I don't know. I don't know. What should we say? No. Hopefully. We're sorry.
1: Yeah. <laughs> yeah, that works too. <laughs> if you yeah. wanted more, we're here. Yeah. If you were hoping we weren't going to see this scroll up on your feed again, <laughs> sorry.
0: Damn it. <laughs> the jackasses are back.
1: Let's see. Uh,
0: we've talked about it at least one other time, but since we've been gone for a while, we do have a YouTube channel now. So that's uh, on YouTube slash user All Us Geeks, or just search for All Us Geeks. Uh, let's see, a lot of miniature stuff up. Well, we got like, what, eight videos, I think. I think is we're up we're to at. eight, yeah. So five or six of those are Warhammer slash, you
1: guys did a Dust, right? One Dust, a um, few Warhammer.
0: tournaments. Uh, I mean, some of them are tournament-based. Some of them are you guys just showing off the game. Yep. And then we've got uh, one from Protospiel, mm-hmm. my little visit for, to Protospiel. And then we did one for Hero Brigade, which is on Kickstarter right now, where Jordan and yep. I just showed it off. Anyway, so check us out on uh, YouTube. Uh, give us some love over there. Subscribe if that's something you're interested in. We all have a little hand in it. Jordan, I think, primarily handles most of the stuff right now. Speaking of which, uh, a while back... We never, we never followed up on this, but a while back, Jordan and I had a little conversation over the whole Google plus thing. <laughs> and I, since then, actually shortly after that, uh, Jordan actually took over the Google plus page. So there is content being posted there now. <laughs> so it's, it's, it's alive. It's vibrant. It's active. It's, it's Canadian, but, uh, so by uh, definition, <laughs> it is superior. <laughs> so I would say. If you're looking to interact with us, Facebook would be the first place, right? Cause that's where we're the most active. And then possibly Twitter, Twitter, uh, Twitter is primary. Well, is me. Mm-hmm. I'm the only one that does the Twitter account. All three of us are admins on the Google account. I think I, don't I, know. I think the, uh, I remember sending out the requests. If everybody accepted, I don't know, but all three of us uh, at least had requests and all three of us can do the YouTube channel. Mm-hmm. But Google Plus is primarily Jordan. Facebook is all three of us. And Twitter is primarily me. And Twitter comes and goes. I, I'm not as active on there. I would say I post more stuff to Facebook than I do to Twitter. But I do interact with other people. Designers and whatnot. and Publishers and stuff on Twitter. So it is a, a spot to reach us. So give us some love out there. All, all us geeks on any... Any social media site of that we mentioned, just search for All Us Geeks. You should be able to find us. And somebody's doing something somewhere.
1: We're going to get our live journal and our MySpace page is going <laughs> is. real soon. Yep, yep, yep.
0: <laughs> Have my NSYNC background on my MySpace page and <laughs> get a mullet.
1: <laughs> you got a long way to go, son. Long way. I'll get a mullet. closer to the it, dude (laughs) Uh,
0: I still want to do speaking of some of the social media stuff and again we haven't been around for a while we haven't actually been able to talk a lot even I still want to do some form of contest for our Twitter followers Um, that we do here still need to think about that still want to do something with our phone number because I did renew that (laughs) so to justify the payment (laughs) One of the things I do, uh, either, either one of those, not sure which one, or maybe it'll be something separate. But, uh, I've been holding on to, we've got Cards Against Humanity and the three expansions. So I want to give that away because every time a new expansion comes out, I've just, as long as it's here, I'm obligate, I, I feel obligated <laughs> to get the next one and add it to the pile. OCD. I know it's, it's bad. Uh, Completest. <laughs> so that's one of the things I would like to give away. And we've got a bunch of other stuff too. Um, but we'll have to talk about that a bit. So not forgotten, just in the background on the shelf for a little bit. But we'll get back to it. RGC game day. Doubt I'm going to post this before we go, but this Saturday, <laughs> May 11th, is the game day. Uh We're both going. Are you actually, are you just uh bringing stuff and not really worrying about a table? I, I haven't seen, like, a schedule, I guess, from you. I know you said uh, you're going to bring. They the... don't
1: schedule anything, well, I know, so. but you know what I mean. <laughs> but, yeah, so I just pack up stuff and right. whatever tickles my fancy. I'm going to be bringing some stuff like Blood Bowl and Dixon. light yeah. stuff. I'm really, I'm not in the mood for Grind right now, hmm. so.
0: Yeah. I posted a few of the things I was Mm going to bring, so, you know, we talked about Netrunner since we've been playing that a lot lately, and uh, I want to bring Seasons in case somebody looked, you know, we've had some people in the last, uh, previous game days that really liked that,
1: so. Well, Ron and Tom are probably both going to be there, so I know Ron
0: and. Spartacus, I'd really love to play again, so I'm bringing that. can't remember what else, oh, Legacy Gears of Time, because we've been enjoying the heck out of that, so. Mm -hmm. Uh, Some people have responded to pictures we've posted of playing that, so I thought uh, we'd bring it and see if anybody actually uh, has their head explode.
1: Because <laughs> it can be a brain burner. Yes, it can. Uh,
0: but a good brain burner. Very good game. Can't wait for the expansion to come out. Gen Con. Might as well mention Gen Con because that's not terribly far away at this point.
1: 100 days according to the email mm. update I got.
0: <laughs> so uh, we'll both be going. Are you going to sign up for anything? or I'm kind of not this year, I don't think.
1: The only thing I definitely absolutely want to do is uh, do a run through the True Dungeon. Okay. After that, probably just spend tickets as I see Maybe
0: I'll do that with you. I don't think I've ever done the True Dungeon. Like I said, most of the times I've been there is booth monkeying, so I've just worked my ass off and then went through the dealer hall. This year, I'm kind of just playing it by ear i know i think the father geek guys said that they weren't doing true dungeon this year but they're doing like the bridge simulator one. i can't remember what it's called or Mm -hmm. some other stuff but
1: yeah that sounds interesting i'm just waiting hopefully in the next week or so they'll be posting their full event list and and ticket costs and whatnot Mm -hmm. i'm debating one of the hero clicks tournaments um one of the small star trek ones not full-on clicks the star trek tactics Mm -hmm. because it's like cheap and only a few hours
0: Somebody ran that simulator at Kind uh, of the North, like on Sunday. That's what I heard. Yeah, I didn't. I didn't check it out. I left by then. But... You got anything general you want to talk about before we get into this? It's, it's been a while.
1: No, it's well, it's been that long that if I <laughs> if I actually busted out all the stuff I had yeah. written down, <laughs> that's right, we'd be into the three hour podcast again.
0: Sweet. <laughs> Where's Cyrus when we need him? <laughs> all right, so we just get into it then go let's go game review we are going to look at seven wonders um and actually we're going to look at seven wonders with the leaders and the city's expansion so we're going to kind of uh maybe not go into detail on all of it but basically what what happens if you have all of that mashed together so, Seven Wonders, for those that don't know, which I'm sure a lot of people do, this is, this was an extremely, I think, 2010, I want to say? Nine, ten? It's 10? two to three
1: years old now, yeah. Yeah,
0: 2009, 2010 is when the base game came out. Another year later for le- Leaders. Mm-hmm. And then within the last year for Cities, I think, the Wonders pack just came out, like, within the last few months. Uh, which I do have now. Ha <laughs> <laughs> ha. But it's just, mo- it's, it's all more Wonders, you know, so. Not really a lot to the gameplay. You are the leader of one of the seven great cities of the ancient world. Gather resources, develop commercial routes, and affirm your military supremacy. Build your city and erect architectural wonder, which will transcend future times. Uh, So basically, this is a card drafting game. I wouldn't call it a deck builder. Not a deck builder. It's a drafting game. The base game plays two to seven players. If you add leaders still two to seven players, but if you add cities, it can go to eight, so it's two to eight players. 40, 45 minutes tops, I would say. That's a, a regular game. Maybe a little bit longer your first time, or if you haven't played in a long time, Icon have you here. Icon
1: overload. Or if somebody really loaded up on science, and yeah. <laughs> and you've got to do a lot of I'll algebra score. at the yeah. end. <laughs> um, well, you know, it, it is, but after one play, it all tends to make sense.
0: Yes and no, because they do depends on what you see and when you see it, right? Because I mean they do variations, but it's enough of a variation that you kind of go. That's true. That's can you true. throw me the book again? Yeah. Right. I mean, how many times? This last time we played, there was very little time in the entire game that somebody
1: wasn't holding the book. Well, that's true, but <laughs> nobody there except for who was Alex, and, Alex, and maybe Nick, yeah, had played with the two expansions, so. Right. I mean you'd read over the rules, but basically you, me and Jordal were right. not I, familiar with And
0: the last time I actually played Seven Wonders had been it was definitely a year or more. Was, uh, Megan and I played it two player.
1: Yeah, previous to the, the, the game we did with the yeah. two expansions, I don't I'd only played the base game. So
0: Yeah. So it'd been a long time.
1: It's almost like riding a bike.
0: <laughs> I mean, you'll remember the general motions? Mhm, your bike might not move <laughs> some somebody might still have to balance it for you <laughs> if it's been a while since you played. it's been a while, but yeah, it's uh I mean it had been a while since it played, brought it out once we kind of got going, I was like, oh yeah, this is a little you know I kind of get it kind of get, it. but then again, it's like the icon thing was just like holy crap what what's going on? you know, kind of deal.
1: the very first step is choosing <laughs> your civilization, which and, is random, yeah. And each civilization has three tra, uh, three sections. Your wonder is in thirds. Although, well, some of them have two. It each has three sections, but the card itself has three sections, but you might only have a two part wonder. Some are blank. (laughs) So you pick your, you pick your civilization and each civilization has a kind of, uh, economic function to it. Each civilization generates a resource and then you have got your wonders and as you complete each phase of the wonder whether it be two or three you uh get a bonus of some sort victory points at the end or extra cards or manipulation stuff like that that's what you're going for you know you're representing that civilization you're getting that wonder trying to make that the most awesome civilization ever
0: and each one has an a or a b side and that's randomly determined as well because you're It comes with cards to choose your wonder. So you'll randomly be dealt a card and then you'll flip it over and whatever, whatever A or B is face up to you is what side you'll use.
1: Yeah. The, the Um, randomizer has the same civilization, but it's divided and the top, the top half is A, the bottom mm -hmm. half is B. However, it's, however you turn it up, as Jeff said, whatever's at the top for as you look at it, you get the A or the B. Yeah.
0: Let's see. We've got, if you add in, if you have leaders, uh, This adds like a little pre-draft before the main draft where you get to pick leaders. So I think everybody, you start with a hand of four, everybody gets to keep three, um, and then the fourth one will get uh, discarded. So you actually go around and pick all of those right away. It's not like base seven wonders where you pick a card, play it right away. Uh, So everybody picks their three leaders that they're going to keep, With your three leaders, you're going to, before you even look at the age cards, you're going to pick one for that age and decide how you want to play it. And they they can basically be played the same as an age card, which is there's usually three ways you can use whichever age card you pick. You can play it. If it has any cost, you pay the cost. You can put it on your wonder to try to build your wonder. Or you can discard it for three gold, I think, three money. So, I mean, you can use it one of those three ways. And everybody plays simultaneously, which is something that you get used to in this game because every turn, everybody's basically playing at the same time, which is one of the reasons why this is such a short, such a nice, quick game. So you'll play your leader, decide how you're going to play your leader, and then you'll pick up the age one cards, and there'll be eight of them. You're going to choose one and pass. So the one you've chosen, everybody's going to play that right away. Now, the cards are all kinds of different things. There's resource resources, so you can pull on additional resources that you can use every turn. There's military, uh, so if you want to build up your military strength for the war that you need to have at the end of the phase. What else are we looking at? There's science. science there's and, inv-
1: uh, inventions, you know, things that uh, generate kind of bonuses for you. Uh, there's uh what else? Here we um, go. Ready? Yeah, knock yourself out
0: raw materials yeah manufactured goods yeah commercial mm-hmm. which is yellow uh civilian which is uh just blue. victory points yeah the blue which is mostly victory point generators uh, and then guilds which doesn't come in until age 3 uh, which is again another way to to generate victory points uh green is science and then military so the red ones so your uh, raw materials and your manufactured goods, uh, those are the ones you'll play to use later uh, because cards that you might pick later on have a cost associated to I need so much brick and so much cloth, that kind of stuff. Or even your... To build your wonders, they have costs to them. So it, you know, you might have a cost that needs some silk and some ore and that kind of stuff. I mean, so, uh, you're trying to build that up. The other thing too is you want to mitigate how much you're paying out because you can use your neighbor's raw materials. Yes. Can you use their goods? Their manufactured goods? I think you can use a manufactured goods. You can't just, you you can't use their yellows, right?
1: Yes. Okay. So if it's a resource, you're, you can buy it.
0: And your neighbors don't have a choice, but you're not taking it away from them, so they can still use it. But if you decide to use a neighbor's resource, you have to pay them typically two gold. Mm-hmm. Uh, there are some cards that might reduce that and whatnot, but... Or increase it. Increase it, yeah. But the base is two gold. So you're going to basically be giving away two gold to one of your neighbors to use their materials if you're not producing it yourself.
1: Yeah, there's no Catan Dickery here with somebody just hoarding <laughs> all the wood and, you know, not not wanting to give it up. The, the marketplace <laughs> is there and it's enforced. It's, yeah. it's not an option.
0: It is only your immediate neighbors. So you can't go across the table. You can't go across the table and say, hey, you got something I want, and I don't want to give this jackass two more gold. (laughs) As much as you – I mean, you can say it all day. You just can't do it by the rules. Right. (laughs) All right, so then you'll play your card. And, again, so you've got a total of eight cards have been dealt out, and you've passed on. So you're collecting from the person that, that passed to you, looking at the next set of cards. So now you're down to seven. And you just keep doing that until you've played seven cards, and one's gonna get discarded. One nobody's gonna use. So that's age one. At the end of each age, there's going to be a battle. This is where your military strength comes in, because you're gonna battle both your neighbors. So basically, you're gonna, you know, look at your left neighbor, look at your right neighbor, and compare your military strength to their military strength. Whoever has more is going to win the battle and get bonus points for the end of the game. And the loser is actually going to get negative points mm-hmm. for the end of the game. And this happens, again, on both sides of you. So you can lose two battles.
1: I think it's a wash on first round. It's like three minus three, and then it's five. and Yeah, so, as
0: the, yeah, so as the ages go up, the victor gets more points.
1: Yeah, negative one for a loss in each age, whatever the age, and then one, three, five.
0: And then you just rinse and repeat, basically, for two more ages. Mm-hmm. Now, your age one and your age two are the only times you're going to get Raw mater- well, materials, right? Even the even the uh, manufactured goods, right? Yes. So, so between your first two ages, that's when you need to build up what you can buy and or look at what your, your neighbors are doing because by age three, you're not going to be producing anything new. What you have in front of you is what you can produce and what your neighbors have in front of them is what you can buy. H3 H-
1: is where you're building for all your, your big scoring. Right. Your guilds come out and that allows you to score mucho points for, you know, well. There's a guild for everything. So if you're heavy on military and you get the military guild, then you get a super military bonus. If you get the science guild and you're heavy on science, you know, all that stuff. And then there's the, the mini wonders. Well, that's what I call them. They're not technically the mini wonders, but they're all the, the social, uh, stuff, you know, so like theaters and, you know, the Colosseum, that kind of stuff where you get, you know, big victory points just for throwing down like a hospital or a theater, that kind of thing. All
0: right. That too, then throughout the game is one of the things you're looking at because Obviously, you're trying to build up what you can build, but you might be looking at your neighbors or who you're going to pass the cards to and go, you know what? I don't want this card to make it over to that person. I'm just going to burn it for the three, uh, for the money, or I'm going to go ahead and build my wonder, you know, so that, that's something you kind of keep in mind too, which way you're passing the cards, who you're passing them to, what they need, that kind of stuff. Now, uh, with cities, I should just mention cities adds two new pieces the debt because before they didn't have the debt so uh, basically if another player makes you pay in money that you can't afford you get a debt token or you can choose to take it that's right you can choose not to and then that basically gives you negative points for the end of the game as well and I you cannot pay those off nope they're just yeah, once you got you've got, them, you've got yeah and then the other one is diplomacy which is that little token the little token that you can take so some cards they came with leaders that get mixed in. If you play them, uh, you're going to get the diplomacy token, uh, which basically takes you out of a battle for that age. So your, your neighbors are going to end up having to fight each other instead of fighting you. So those are the two big things I think that got added besides adding in the eighth player for, uh, cities. And at the beginning of every age, you have the option of playing one of the three leaders that you have. So you can play three leaders. You can do it to trash it for money as well. I mean, you can play it like a normal card. So you do all that and you go through all three ages, do your final battle, and then everybody ad then everybody basically gets a brain freeze.
1: <laughs> this is why I don't do grabs,
0: science. <laughs> grabs out, <laughs> grabs, grabs uh, a advanced, advanced trig. Grabs their advanced trig book. Get the old
1: TI scientific <laughs> calculator going.
0: Uh basically you do scoring. And there's it 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 comes with a little score pad and you go down. Actually it's not that bad, but science is probably the one that takes the longest or takes a lot of people to get through because it's on a grid. It's um factored.
1: Runs. Yeah. How many runs and how yep. many sets and yeah.
0: And then it's most victory points wins. Yep. Again, uh 40, 45 minutes. Maybe even less one if you if you play back to back and start getting used to the icons, lots and lots of icons I mean there's not your text is basically all, pretty much limited to your title of the card and then yes. maybe on the side like what what other card if you have in play this won't cost you because you already have like the library and play or whatever you know whatever it is, but very little text on the on the cards at all and none of it has to do with gameplay it's all icons mm-hmm your wonders other than your city and and what, you know, that kind of stuff, all icons. So there's a lot of, can I see the book? Can I, can I see that this really should have come with like four sheets or so or more
1: eight apparently. All
0: right. So components, let's go down the list. What do you think of components? Let's get back into what we're uh, used to.
1: Yeah. Um, <laughs> I think it's a pretty well-componented game. Um, your boards are... Uh, there's nothing fancy to them. You just lay them down. It's not like Article 27 and some stuff like that where they give you two-piece boards that never stay together. Your, your player mat is nice. It's nice and glossy. I I guess not glossy, but it's got a nice finish to it. All your coins, all your cards, everything is good stock. You know, the cardboard is good. The cards are thick. They're not going to flimsy out on you everything is is good quality this is a game that it will last through through the ages um it's <laughs> see uh, what you did there <laughs> and i didn't even mean to <laughs> no it, it's all good stuff the colors are sharp everything is good the rule book is uh that's not necessarily as intuitive as you'd think but for what they are especially for just the two expansions that need to cover just their expansions they're well done but the the legend for what all the the uh Icons are. Yeah. Those are at least well, well written.
0: Yep. It's not too bad. The only thing that you kind of run into a little bit of is in the heat of the game. Again, with everything, cause obviously the new icons are covered in the little mini expansion uh, rule book. And so you might be looking through the main rule book and go, Oh crap, it's not in here. Uh, okay. So it must be one of the expansion rule books. We don't have in front of me. I'm, a, there probably is a symbol or something on it. But again, heat of the game, you're kind of, you know, and yep. you're not necessarily, and, and when you're looking at the person who has the rules in front of them, you're not, you're just basically, can I see that? You're not like, uh, okay, this is out of the leaders, yeah, <laughs> you yeah. Know, kind of thing. Uh, so a little bit of that. Again, it it's not horrible, and once you start getting used to some of the icons, you pretty much figure them out on your on your own. But then you still double check anyway, mm-hmm. <laughs> just to make sure that you're not, you're not
1: yeah because some um, of them are color based you know it's, it, right. it's the same icon but one applies to population and the other one applies to military what are you sure <laughs> red blue green uh, huh? yeah, o-
0: overall again i think the components are really good the uh the wonder boards are you know a thicker uh cardboard having everything together it won't it in like one box i kind of separated it out uh i got most of my to- the like the token stuff and one of the little itty bitty leaders <sighs> like the the expansions come in a smaller, slim box, so it actually isn't horrible as far as, like, carrying around and stuff. Uh, it's not too bad.
1: It is a real estate-intensive game, though. This is, yes. if at eight players, it is a big table game.
0: Yes. One of the things I just actually saw recently is, <laughs> and this is the first time I heard it, and uh, nobody's really responded to it yet, but I guess I didn't know, but the uh, again, they just came out with the Wonders Pack. Uh, which is uh, a bunch of new wonders that can be added, and they reprinted uh, one of the promos and changed it a little bit. But this person was complaining because kind of what you you alluded to uh, towards the beginning is that it you pick your civilization, and then it represents the wonder you're building. Like there's a wonder in that city, mm-hmm. I guess, in the wonder pack, and I haven't really looked through it. I, I, and it it affects gameplay zero, by the way, but. They're named by the wonder. Oh, really? So he was like, "Doesn't this bother anybody else?" And like, there was one response: "No." <laughs> that was a single <laughs> word response. But I was kind of looking at it. It's like, okay. Uh. But again, it's like zero effect on gameplay. But it was enough to catch at least somebody's eye. And I don't know. We'll see. I think that got actually got posted today. I saw that. It was, it was kind of funny because I was like, "Oh crap! Yeah, we're talking about seven wonders today, so it's kind of timely." Let's see what this conversation's about. And it was just the two people so far. But I hadn't noticed that yet. Like I said, I got them, but they were—it's it, all wonders. It wasn't like I, I had a chance to look at new mechanics or anything. So I was like, "Yeah, hmm. I'll check it out later if we break it out." Mechanics. Uh, there's quite a few mechanics at play here for a simple/slash fast kind of game. There is a lot going on here. Uh, so some of the things I kind of wrote down. I'll see if what you actually you uh, mentioned one that I—I I got half of. Um, didn't think of about the other but card drafting obviously we talked about that that's the main mechanic that you're doing to get the game flowing but there's also set collection and you like you said runs mm-hmm. like run runs and sets i wrote down the the fact that there's simultaneous play mm-hmm. so everybody's playing at once so that's kind of nice so there's you don't have the downtime
1: well when you're passing around that book <laughs> well yeah but in general, when you're the first, there's not a lot of. When you're the on. fourth person that needs the city's yeah. book, <laughs> uh,
0: not a lot of, that. not 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 purpose. Once everybody's
1: experienced, yeah, it'll be a fast game.
0: Uh, I put down the the variable abilities mm-hmm. uh, because, again, depending on leaders, depending on even what city you have and stuff, uh, what you start with, what you wonder, what you build, uh, depending on the cards you get. I mean, there's some stuff, you know, what is it, the leader. There's there's like a leader that lets you take from the cards that weren't played. Yep. It's just stuff like that. So, I mean, there's there's variable abilities that you can get. And then the last thing I wrote down is the fact that there are multiple paths to points. Some people will will go, like you were talking about, I don't go for science. Mm-hmm. You know, so, somebody will go the science route. Somebody will maybe try to do oh, a lot of... Oh, mi- multiple
1: paths. So I thought you said multiple paths to points. Like, uh, what? No. What the heck? Paths. So there's, there's multiple
0: different ways fuzili. that you can, you can decide or try to decide on collecting your points. So that's what I kind of wrote down. Uh, anything else you can think of going on? No, I think
1: that pretty much covers all the core. I mean, um, it's, it's, uh, yeah, it's well, it's well designed in, in, in that respect. It, uh, that covers it all. And
0: then, and again, just on the, on the, uh, judging of mechanics side, what George just said, I agree. It's, it's a lot. There's a lot of jumble going on and there's a lot, again, there's a lot of, a uh, lot of ways to get your points, but it all works really well. And once you, again, once you get used to it, once you get going, such a, this is, it's such a, it's such a solid game mechanically and for what it is and for how fast it is and for what you get to do with it for the amount of time you, you kind of invest in it. Mm-hmm. Very solid mechanically, I think.
1: Yep. And there even is, and I I I always bring this up because it's near and dear (laughs) to my heart, there is, even if it is secret, a little screw-your-neighbor there. And you get to do it once to one person and twice to the other. Because, as we mentioned, as you're drafting and you're passing the cards, you see what somebody's putting down. So, I mean, you can't really go two away. But, you know, if the dude next to you is doing science, well, you're going to burn science when you're passing it that way. So, you know, that's... That's the mechanic that always, always <laughs> makes me smile. Even if you don't know, I'm burning your science guild just to, just for three gold for no reason other yeah. than that you can't have it. <laughs> but you
0: can always see the smile on Jordan's face That's when right. the guy next to him goes, "God, why can't I get any science?" <laughs> <laughs> All right, uh, no victory for you. <laughs> Talked about this a little bit, but rules. It takes a little bit. I don't think the rules aren't horrible.
1: They're not horrible. Again, it's uh for what they give you in a rule book, it explains each phase very well mm-hmm. and it explains all your potential actions in each phase. But again, it's so icon driven that yes. the rule book is half explanation of each icon. And especially at the leader's book, that was like just <gasps> don't put pictures. Just do it alphabetical by name, you yeah. know. Well it was, but And then adding,
0: and then the fact that Cities added in some leaders as well, yeah, I kept getting caught on that. I kept looking like i did I miss it? I was like, no, no wait, okay, give me the other book. There's some leaders in there, yeah, I, again, it's the rules aren't horrible they're it's very passable. You can get this game out of the book uh again, the icons there's just it's icon overload, so there's a lot of that. there's a lot of passing uh the book that's maybe my one downside again to the components you've got to pass a singular book around with that many people with a game that plays to that many people and that relies that heavily on icons
1: it, well you know there should scoring have been some apps so i'm yeah. sure somebody's put together the the icon app too
0: well i think uh i have to double check i think universal head have you ever have you ever visited that site no. actually he's he's moved it now but he his uh name on uh, BGG is universal head and he does all these really great player aids mm-hmm. back in the day I would not teach a game before going to his site and seeing if he had a player aid so I think he's got one for seven wonders and he might do the icons so that would be something I'd potentially print out if he's got the icons there Uh, I did see an icon doc on BGG so I mean you can't print your own but I think that it should have come in the game Yeah, for <laughs> the amount of reliance on it and yeah, the, the amount of least, players you should run
1: off eight copies.
0: yeah You, you need it. But again, the rules, I mean, they're, they're not, they're not bad. They're, they're not great, but they're not bad. They're, they're serviceable. Mm -hmm. So teachability. I'm going to go middle of the road again on this. I don't think it's hard to teach, but again, the reliance on icons. And I think even though, I mean, again, you sound, yeah, you're, you're grabbing cards, you're drafting side to side, but until you understand why you're drafting those cards and, and that kind of thing, I think to a, a brand new player, uh, especially if you're trying to teach a casual player, this can be a little intimidating. If you can get over that hurdle, I've never had a problem teaching this game, but it is an initial hurdle right there. Just kind of like, well, you're, and this icon means this and this icon means this. And, and again, if you're going to teach this, it's almost to your player's benefits especially if they're new players, you
1: don't play. I was just going to say that. I was going to say anything over four, I wouldn't play the game. I would just right. sit there and be the reference.
0: Exactly, because there's no way, especially brand new, and again, especially casual players, there is no way they're not going to want to show you the card they have and ask you about it. Yeah. Even, I mean, you you can't just go, you can, but a, a casual player is going to get a little frustrated trying to look up Icons on their own, I think. Yeah. Um, especially early on. After a while, everybody gets kind of comfortable with it. It's just part of the game, and especially for a new player, it's like, "Am I the stupid one?" And <laughs> once they realize, no, everybody's icon stupid. <laughs> but there is that little hurdle. Mm-hmm. I, but again, once I've gotten past that, I mean, I think I, I said it towards the top. I mean, Megan and I have played this two-player. I found a two-player variant to replace the two-player player in the, in the actual book when we we attempted it. Megan likes this game, and she's a very casual player, but there was that initial hurdle, and once we got past it, loved it, played it a few times, haven't played it in a while, but it's not one that she's like, ah, please don't pull that out again.
1: <laughs> Theme, what do you think? I'm going to say that thematically, it's kind of a wash for me. I never, I'm not really building the hanging gardens, you know, <laughs> There are attempts to put an ancient city and, you know, I'm in roads and I'm building the Colossus. No, I'm just putting cards under my thing to get the bonus. Thematically, nah, game does nothing. Uh, it's, it's there. It's a veneer. Turn it to anything else. This is a game that is socially and mechanically driven for me. You sit there and you talk trash about the dude that's taken six (laughs) hours to plan his first card of the game. You're just putting down gold or wool or something, people. This is not the strategy breaker. You know, you talk smack about that dude. You talk smack about the dude who's clearly making run for science and how are we going to screw him. We joke about science. I think it's a bit, it's not OP, but it has the possibility to get you the biggest return for the, you know, if you can get the cards. No, so so thematically, eh does nothing for me. I, uh, this is to sit and talk and, and to do some number crunching.
0: You know, I've, actually, I've got to agree. To borrow from Jordal, which we give him crap about all the time, <laughs> this could be anything. <laughs> but it really could. I mean, I, I think you kind of hit part of part of it on the head. It's just, am I building this great wonder? No, I'm putting the card down to get the bonus. I don't know. Maybe there's a hardcore game group out there that does that. And maybe they dress up for the night or something <laughs> and pick their civilization ahead of time. Or...
1: I am not doing the toga,
0: <laughs> but, Again. uh, really, I mean, all the times I've played this, I play this, I like the game. I, I like what it, what it represents. I'm getting a little ahead, but theme has never been a factor. I mean, theme is just. Yeah, it's just never been a factor. I've never really sat there and gone, Oh, look at my pyramid. Or, you know, it's like,
1: this is much closer to me than the old Sid Meier Civ games where you're just gathering your resources and building your civilization without really caring what your civilization is, right. you know, that, and that's not a bad thing. Cause I like those games again here. Your civilization, other than given that it's totally random, unless it confers a specific bonus that you were just really hoping you we're going to get. And then you didn't get it. There's no impact of the game because everybody has something going on with their with their civilization.
0: All right, so that said, fun factor.
1: <laughs> I think this is a, a ten on the fun factor scale. I mean, once you start to learn, you know, first three, four games maybe is is down like at a five as you're <laughs> learning or teaching, and you're like, good god, why? Why am I doing this? This is like almost work. But once <laughs> you've learned, you know your icons and once you get a little bit of flow going and especially if you you're playing with other people that have all learned the game you know this is a game that slows down even if you have to teach just one person mm-hmm. you know uh but once you've got an experienced group of people it's definitely ten cuz it's fast it's social it's it's you know, a bit of screw your neighbor but it's not cutthroat you know it's you you're doing your thing to try to get your points yeah you're working a little bit to deprive your, the people directly to your left or right I'm uh, a little bit more so you know two away uh, of points but you know you only see so many cards you know there's only so much control so it's it, it's not really about defeating somebody else or it, it's preventing somebody else from winning but it, it's not about defeating somebody else. no this is a really good social game. I like it a lot
0: yep. uh, I again I agree I mean I don't know if I'd go full 10 I have to think about that a little bit but it is definitely a fun game. Uh, I have taught an entire brand new group at, at previous game days. And again, it's just uh, yeah, there's that slow churn. And then when it clicks, it clicks and everybody's like, cool. And I usually it's that first playthrough, and then maybe you turn around and play again. Cause it is a fairly quick game. Mm-hmm. But as far as having fun, I mean, I, I have fun with it. I enjoy it. All the mechanics that they, they bring together is done so well. And it's so mechanically sound again. I don't care about theme. It's just a mechanically sound game that I have a lot of fun with. And, yeah, there's this uh, some of that social aspect, a little bit of trash talk, that kind of stuff, a little bit of fun that you can have around the table while you're waiting for somebody across the table to look up whatever icon they're looking up. Uh, I, I thoroughly enjoy this game. I think it's a great game. I think uh, both of the expansions did a really good job uh, of adding to the game without really adding a ton of complexity mm-hmm. or time. Which is something that's kind of hard to do sometimes, especially in a game like this. But I just think the fact that they really, they added all of, with, with both expansions, uh, you know, a couple more rounds of card drafting kind of thing. Mm-hmm. Other than that, you're playing the same game. Again, debt and taking yourself out of a battle doesn't really, you know, doesn't add a ton of complexity to the game. So even with, I think the expansions did a good job. The base game was already a great game. Expansions did a good job of adding on to it. Again, the latest one is the Wonders Pack, which is just new wonders. All that's going to do is whatever your random wonder is. So, yeah.
1: they've done a good job of growing it without bloat. Right.
0: What well, we're watching. <laughs> you want to go first or you want me to go first?
1: I'll go first cuz it. it's just three things. I well, I got more than that. Well, yeah, I <laughs> Uh, this is the list I stopped keeping. So <laughs> <clears throat> Game of Thrones is back on. I don't yep. know. Don't know if it was on when we started recording, but nope. It's on. This is, little finger got throat cancer now. It, it appears <laughs> he's totally given up any attempt to speak clearly and with his without his native accent. But yeah, really enjoying that. And uh I burned through uh House of Cards on Netflix this last couple of weeks. Really enjoyed that. I don't know that it fits original programming since it's not really an original show, but, uh, it was enjoyable. I mean, I'll give Kevin Spacey a chance in anything. And it's got enough people in it that I recognize not enough to go look up what I recognize them from, but it's not a whole cast of new to me people just centering on Kevin Spacey. So yeah. very enjoyable. And, uh, obviously he went to see Iron Man three. You know, Nate said he thought it was the best of the three and I. Do not agree with him, but I thought it was very enjoyable. I thought it was a good take on Demon in the Bottle without going the whole alcoholism route. You know, PTSD instead. I think it was, it was a good story. Not keen on what they did with, uh, Mandarin. Oh, have you seen it yet? No. Oh, well, <laughs> sorry, dude. Ben Kingsley's really good, though. And I- enjoyed it. It I just borrows thought-
0: from extremists, too, right? That story, arc, a little bit? A,
1: l- a little bit, but okay. they-, they changed it a little bit. Yeah. Um, it doesn't go the way I thought it was going to go. But yeah, so enjoyable, but I don't think it's the best of the three and eight. Sorry, I'm going to disagree <laughs> with you there. And then uh today after work, I watched uh Safe, which is the latest Jason Statham vehicle there. So you know mm-hmm. there's no Academy Awards on the way, but <laughs> it's him. I think I have that, just haven't watched it yet. It's him doing his stuff, and you know, as long as you just like Jason Statham doing things in cars and kicking people, you're going to enjoy the movie. Yeah, I liked it. Good okay. little action flick. Good uh, action scenes and, uh you know, Jason Statham. So there you
0: go. <laughs> and I just want to wrap up by saying Jason Statham. <laughs> uh Let's see. I can touch on two that you talked about. Uh, you talked about Iron Man 3. I haven't seen it yet. I'm going to go see it tomorrow night. Megan's going to be in town. And obviously we talked about how oh, I got to stay a little bit late tomorrow. So that worked out fine. We're just going to go to a movie, stay in Rochester. <laughs> she went and saw it on Sunday. Mm, okay. While you and I were trying to play a game. So this is the deal. Again, it's, I was on call. So I don't like to go see movies when I'm on call. I avoid it whenever possible because either I'm going to get paged out or I'm going to worry about getting paged out and I'm not going to enjoy the movie. And there you go. What did that, what happened? Got paged. (laughs) By the time I got home, she was already gone. They went, she went to like 345 or something like that. So yeah. So Jordan and I tried to get together to play some two player games on Sunday, hoping my pager would just Leave us alone. Didn't happen. I had to leave Jordan's place and come home and work on some crap.
1: But damn whatever. users, <laughs> <laughs> RTFM. Yeah. Uh.
0: So whatever. I mean. Uh. So I didn't. Obviously, I was like, no, nope, I'm on call. Have fun. Megan had a crappy experience because it was a packed theater. She said there were you know, kids talking, somebody smelly next to her. Which, by the way, thanks for perpetrating that geek stereotype but <laughs> even more. And she said there were kids even running through the
1: aisles and stuff, which he would never do that. That, the Hulkbuster armor, it would, no. it was not available at that point. No. He had not created that yet.
0: The only thing that can, the only thing that can defeat him right now is deodorant. <laughs> <laughs> but you know, she's talking about kids running around in the movie and stuff. And I basically, the first thing I said is, you know what? That needs to be added to the no tolerance. <laughs> That they're that all theaters are, are' currently supposedly have for phones you know you shouldn't let your kids run through a theater while a movie's playing anyway so she didn't have a great experience she wants to see it again anyway she's like I probably would have liked it more <laughs> so we're gonna go see it tomorrow night uh and then the other one obviously I'm watching game of Thrones I'm on the fence I, I I'm enjoying most of it but there are parts that they've changed that bother me and i i'm you know I'm not gonna we're not gonna get into spoiler spoiler but there's just parts that have changed that are bothering me. There's parts that make sense to me, which, by the way, Simon. Simon's on, and he's a dick. Simon <laughs> from Misfits? Yeah. Oh, but he's a dick. Anyway, so there are parts that, like, there are a couple of times, like, Megan, Megan, Megan's gone to me and go, I don't remember that at all. I'm like, because it never happened.
1: Yeah, Sarah and I, the last one where <laughs> Melisandre shows up to, to the Brotherhoods, I'm like, yes. did any of this happen? None exactly. of this sounds familiar. So,
0: I mean, there's some liberties that they've taken that is like, whatever. And then there's some liberties like, uh, what's going on with Theon? We'll just say that. That makes sense. It does. It was, it was touched on. It can be expanded on greatly for a show, for a series, for a visual. That makes sense to me. Some of this other stuff doesn't make sense to me. Some of the stuff, uh, like this last episode where they decided to cut characters and use car- other characters bothers me a little bit. I mean, uh-huh. you're, I don't know. I mean, I understand to a point, you know, you got it. You, you've already got a huge cast, but then again, you already have a huge cast. You've already confused the hell out of anybody that's not,
1: <laughs> not true to well, a, yeah, a lot of things. But, but I don't know. A lot of the changes they've done, I think, were necessitated by it just being 13 ups. Yeah. You couldn't have, uh, Jamie and Brienne's book and a half, <laughs> you know, happen, right. you know.
0: I don't know. Just some of it bothered me,
1: I guess. But I am,
0: overall, I'm enjoying the show still. I, it's a great show. I'm enjoying it. Uh, so, I mean, it, uh, minor inconveniences, minor annoyances at best for me. Let's see. Spartacus ended. Ended, ended. No more. Kind of sad about that. No more that. prequel, sequel, anything going yeah, on there. That's unfortunate. Good ending though. It was a great show. I, I watched all the way through. Um, glad we did. The Walking Dead ended, obviously. Yeah, we haven't recorded in a while uh a lot of people are kind of pissy caprica about them. ended you yeah. know <laughs> I, I just bought that recently <laughs> again going back to the uh you know retentive ocd completist i had everything else Battlestar galactica and it went on sales like uh,
1: it's the well. only
0: thing i don't own yep <laughs> anyway so you know a lot of people are i don't like the ending uh, a lot of people don't like the mellow ending. I thought, I liked it. I like that they're not, it's not always kind of a predictable. You know, they, they've ended it a little bit different every season kind of deal. That's my take anyway. Following. Still an awesome show. Doctor Who is back on. I know we talked about the 50th earlier, but the second half of season seven or whatever series seven, of Doctor Who is back on. Uh, are you watching that? Are you mm-hmm. actually watching? I didn't, I, I remember, I know you watch it. I could just couldn't remember if you watch it as it happens.
1: You know? No, yeah. I watch it as it happens. Well, generally it's one of the few shows that I do watch. Okay. I watch with commercials, but I, you know,
0: well, we, yeah, I buy this. I buy them off of Amazon. So yeah. I don't
1: watch commercials. <laughs> well, usually we DVR stuff and then just fast line, but yeah,
0: I'm going to, uh, again, we, we try not to be spoilery on regular. Episodes. This part two so far. Up until this last episode, I I really liked this last episode. I hated it. Did you? I, uh, I liked it. The series has two things going for it for me though. One, Megan's finally on board. <laughs> so even though I've had I've, I've had problems getting her to watch some of the past seasons, she's on board and fully committed to watching it. Like now, but that's also a drawback because now I can't just watch it whenever I want to. <laughs> so I'm always like, I suppose you want me to wait. <laughs> yes. All right. But she's watching it and she's, and I like Clara. I like the oh, character. Oh, I like Clara, Clara. Yeah. But I, I think of part two so far, this last one was my favorite of the second half of the season. Up until now, it hasn't really had a good, any kind of a flow. I mean, it just, it just kind of, I don't know, it just kind of dies. It's like, eh, it was all right. Watch, but I'm not, it wasn't as engaged. And, and not that this was the greatest storyline, but, I think it kept me more engaged throughout the entire thing. And now maybe- that she's
1: there as Clara and he's not traveling through time trying to find her <laughs> and to pick an origin point where he wants to meet her. Now that, yeah, like you say, there is a flow. She's, uh, she's Clara now, not, not a Dalek and not a Victorian woman. He's, he's working on that. Uh, yeah, there's flow. And I do like that they're not setting up another unrequited romance. Seriously, just get him a male companion for a while, <laughs> please. Captain Jack Harkness. <laughs> uh, there is still an unrequited romance there. <laughs> you know, she's an enigma, you know, and we saw that. He's happy to have a companion. He's happy to welcome her as a companion, but he's still distrustful. She's an enigma. She doesn't know. He doesn't know what she is. So there's no romance there yet. Uh, <laughs> and that's a nice change from, you know, everything all the way back to Eccleston.
0: Yeah, I just... uh I don't know. It's still Doctor Who. I'm so watching it still. Interested you there. see,
1: I I think it's just a mediocre show. I watch it because it is just enjoyable enough you know. It's <laughs>
0: Jordan at all those geeks back.
1: <laughs> <laughs> it's just enjoyable enough to to keep me going but like at the end of this last up where the kids busted her and then they did the previews and the kids are going on the adventure now. I'm like, I better be a one shot. So <laughs> I was like, it was, as once the kids were there and we can go too. I'm out. I'm done. <laughs> I, I do not dislike children, but I have a low tolerance for children on TV. <laughs> um, so I'm like, Phew. but then the much ballyhooed Neil Gaiman real Cybermen app is coming yes. up next week. So I'm like, okay, I'm back for one. <laughs> But, but, there but the children be, will be there. Well, as long as the Mondasian Cybermen kill them and then wipe out all the Cybusmen too, and we're just left with one proper decent Cybermen. Okay, I'll be back for one more app. Yes. Child I, Protective uh, Services, I have no actual children of my own, just, just so you know. Just stay away. <laughs> Nobody um, to come rescue.
0: You have a Fez, though.
1: <laughs> He's got in a month. Uh... I uh
0: I actually wouldn't mind a spin-off of the uh the three stuck in Victorian time London or whatever. <laughs> oh
1: that. Really? No I love those guys. You that know. Good stuff. I'm gonna I, sound I, like the crusty old men, but Strax is not a Santarin. <laughs> okay, he looks like one, but Santarans are not like that. And the biggest exception I take with everything that they've done since Eccleston is they've taken classics. You're not reimagining them. You're not trying to modernize them because they're villains. Villains don't need to change. They just need to adapt. You don't need to humanize the Cybermen. Okay? They're there. They serve a purpose. You don't need to humanize the Daleks. You don't need to jollify and and spoof the 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 Santarans. You know, I'm waiting for the Zygons to come back so they can just talk about walking triangular suckers. Now, I you know that's just seems. That's the fiftieth. They're going to be on the fiftieth. They're going to be. Well, everybody's going to be there, but whether they're just going to do it like the twenty-fifth and just have scenes, or whether they're Mm going to be really involved, who knows?
0: Well, no, they've they've shown new pictures of them like.
1: Yeah, but whether they're going to be, you know, they've just updated costumes to make them a little bit more, you know, a little bit less ridiculous looking. (laughs) Because let's admit it, they were stupid. Um, Come on,
0: everything early, early Doctor Who. (laughs) Well,
1: yeah, but 25 years later hasn't changed. I mean, the Ice Warrior, he looked awesome until he came (laughs) out of his suit. But the Ice Warrior itself—that was a good update. They gave him a little bit of pathos, but the Ice Warriors were already uh, a race with payso- pathos, and of course you had Davos on a sub, so th- there's a plus. Um, but no, I'm like this—you've taken everything that was good, and to, to my mind, just kind of dumbed it down. You know, you don't need a sympathetic Dalek. That just—that defeats the purpose of being a Dalek. If the Dalek was actually sympathetic, I think it would have killed itself. Okay, because <laughs> now I'm not a Dalek anymore. I'm sympathetic. Yeah, I know it did. Okay. okay. So moving right along. Yeah, moving on. <laughs> you didn't know you were pulling oh, the pin out that of that was, grenade, uh, did you?
0: <laughs> that was that took a wicked turn. <laughs>
1: Leave it in. Leave it in.
0: Uh, so moving on to something else that Jordan can rant about. Uh, I watched the Zombieland pilot. <laughs> oh, Was that out? Yeah, it's been out. It's, uh, a- a- it's on Amazon. I mean, Amazon has all their, they have like, what is it, like 13 pilots that they want people to give feedback on that mm. you can see for free?
1: Mm. 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 Yeah. Yeah. At best. Unsurprising. Um,
0: part of the, pro- I mean, it wasn't horrible. It was all right. Part of the problem though is, I mean, it's, there aren't many shows I ever try to judge on the pilot. I mean, give me a couple episodes. Like, um, Netflix had like Hemlock Grove and stuff like that, and they had the entire season, right? I mean, so they gave they gave their users the very the whole first season to watch and then give feedback on. I'd prefer something like that, or at least even like half a season or something. I mean, just give me more than just this pilot to go on. As the pilot stands, meh. I mean, it's not great. Pretty big shoes you're trying to fill. It tries to take place right after the movie, your sequeling or shortly after the movie.
1: Movies. So anything I mean, else is derivative.
0: It's not bad. Um, but they're, they're really, there are some low dumb points. Yeah, uh, you can go, everybody can go check it out. It's on, like I said, it's on Amazon. All the pilots are available for free as uh, like 13 shows, but like a percentage of them are kids shows and some of them are comedies. And then, and uh, I don't remember what else there is. The only one I watched was the Zombieland pilot. And then my last thing, Megan and I have been power watching Fringe. Finally got her to watch that because I told her season five. Well, season five came in the mail today. And I said, you need to get caught up because I don't care what happens. I'm watching season five soon. <laughs> uh, so either you better not be in the room <laughs> or something. Cause I was watching season five on Hulu and got into a stupid thing like what happened with us, but I couldn't get back to Hulu. So I missed a, you know, a couple, a couple of them expired. And I was just like, screw it. I'm going to wait until the season comes out. So I haven't watched the rest of the season. So I've maybe seen two, three episodes out of season five, the very first ones. Uh, so it's the only season I haven't seen, but I am enjoying the rewatch. It's been a lot of fun. A lot of things I kind of forgot about. A lot of interesting things. We are on season, halfway through season three, I think, right now. So doing pretty good. That's what I have for watching. So, what we're reading slash listening to? I'll go first on this one.
1: Knock yourself out.
0: All right. So, um, anybody might have remembered I was kind of in a non-reading space for a while. Uh, still not into anything heavy yet, but I did finish the entire run of the Boys. Uh, so I got all twelve volumes of that. Read through that. Did not go the way I thought it was going to (laughs) go. So, uh, I, I enjoyed it up to a certain point. There, there are definitely some low point, uh, volumes in there that.
1: Garth is a great writer, but when he fails, he fails hard.
0: <laughs> yeah. And I, I'm, I'm not fond of the ending. Uh, we'll see what you think now that you're going to grab it and take a, take a look at it since you bailed out after a few. After that, I read hack slash omnibus volume one. It's all right i'm on the fence about that one too
1: well i've got two and three if you want to read them without <laughs> yeah, uh, i might Maybe without I might. investing in them yeah uh and then i'm actually
0: reading uh i actually decided to start reading a book <laughs> i'm reading x heroes i'm about 35 percent through it uh kind of caught my eye. actually it caught my eye at barnes and noble so i decided to grab it for my kindle <laughs> i was killed. there you go I was killing time. Megan was out uh, with her sister in the whole bridal dress thing and all that junk. So I was over at the mall. <laughs> uh X-Heroes, um it's basically uh The Walking Dead meets, you know, the Justice League or whatever you want or something something along that line. It's basically uh you know the the virus hits and wipes out everybody, but a bunch of superheroes are kind of banded together with a bunch of normal people to start rebuilding and they're they're headquarters is kind of like some empty lot space in hollywood you know so they're taking over these different lots and stuff and trying to keep people out and like i said I'm thir- about 35 percent of the way through not too bad i mean it's a it's a pretty popcorn read right now uh so I'll, I'll check out and see how it develops uh they're kind of right now weaving in and out so it's uh the main story of what they're doing right now and then every once in a while it's like here's an origin chapter kind of thing so right right as it was happening and what each of these heroes was doing kind of thing it's like i said popcorn read not too bad and then uh, as far as listening i've been rearranging some of my listening stuff a bit and i've recently added uh bj shea's geek nation have you ever listened to that,
1: that podcast? the name sounds familiar is that new uh no i don't think it's new
0: i think it's anything but i think they've been i think bj shea has had a a show for a while. I think they're, these guys are actually on the radio out okay. in, in Cali or somewhere. It's not what I was um, thinking of then. Or wherever they are. But they also do like the podcast and they do a, a daily podcast. And how long? I, uh, it's less, an hour or less, I think. I mean, it's, it's pretty short. Now. And then I listen to, I listen to all of it all week except for Tuesdays because Tuesdays is all about magic. Uh, so I just skipped that one, but, uh, it's, it's pretty easy. It's, it's not too bad. I've added that to my normal playlist for my commute. So that is all I was going to talk about for this. What you got?
1: Well, I am going to go through the entire month, month and a half now. <laughs> just because. On the reading side, long time ago, I finished, uh, In a Galaxy Far, Far Away. Death Cure, which, uh, is the third Dashner book in the Maze Runner series, and oh, right. it sucked. <laughs> really. Dude could have written the first book and then had a little epilogue that said, and they all lived happily ever after, <laughs> and totally bypassed the second and third book, because the second and third book, it's, it's just a waste of time. I rated them both lowly on Goodreads. This is just a book that the the denouement, the resolution, has nothing to do with the first two and three-quarters books. It's just totally deus ex. <laughs> it's it's nothing. Then I read Painted Boy by Charles DeLint. And DeLint is, I think, well, he was my favorite ur- urban fantasy author. But as I've gotten older and his characters have gotten younger, it's, be- it's just become a little bit more work for me to stay engaged in his books. Uh, if I can, they're generally very enjoyable reads. He's a lot more, uh, the subtle urban fantasy. It's, it's always a normal person that is, um, introduced to and discovers the fey world in, in, in the metropolis. Um, whereas Butcher, who's my, now currently my favorite urban fantasy author, you know, he's all in your face. He's the noir detective with the magic and he's all in your face and creating the hockey stick and the baseball bat, blah, blah, blah. blah. You know, DeLint's <laughs> a lot more, a lot more subtle, a lot more slow burn. Uh, just as interesting if I can get into it. A lot of his, not a lot, but uh, some of his books recently I've had more problems with. It's still good stuff though. Then I read uh, Golem, which is a book in the Android series. It's the first oh. i first book in the Identity trilogy. It's by Mel Odom, who uh, I think did a really good job on the kind of noir detective book here. Uh, it, the main the main is a bioroid uh, detective. But it's not Floyd from the Android game. It's uh, it's a new character. But he's a he's a hospiroid, biroid in the uh, New Angeles Police Department, and he's having problems because he's having memories that are not his own. But all the diagnostics come back as good, so he doesn't know what's going on. I kind of liked it as a detective novel, but. I'm not a big reader of detective novels, so I don't know if a a real detective novel like Aficionado would think it was a good book. But since it's not something that I really read and it's in the Android universe, which is a fluff that I really do like, Mm -hmm. I I thought he did a really good job. So I'm definitely going to pick up the second one at some point. It's a trilogy. I don't know if the third one's out, but I know the first two are. And currently on the paper version, I'm I picked up, the founding which is a uh, Gaunt's Ghosts omnibus when I was at Adepticon this is a 40k book it's uh one of the big fluff characters from the Imperial Guard in the 40k universe this is uh his history and how the Gaunt's how the Ghosts become famous in the in the 40k universe it's a little bit slow going but he's back bouncing back and forth between uh Gaunt as a young person and Gaunt in his current war and that's always a technique that I don't like. So hopefully we'll get to a point where his his revelation meets reality and then we can proceed at a better clip. On the audiobook side, I finished uh <laughs> Adepticon prep Saw so me go through a lot of stuff and now that I'm past Adepticon and I don't need to paint, my audiobook listening has dropped off. So <laughs> prior to Adepticon, I worked through um Air of Navron, uh, which was the 3rd well, the, technically the fifth and sixth book, but the third compilation of the writer Revelations. And this was a really good wrap-up. The ending was a little bit telegraphed. I mean, you knew how it was going to end once he set up what the end point was going to be. But it was very well written. And I don't mind getting to a point where I'm not going to get to as long as the story is good. So, you know, Star Wars prequels, bad. This, very, very good. Not a lot of groundbreaking work here in terms of, you know, fantasy all the major staples are there, but it's very well written, very good story, and I highly recommend it. I got on a bit of a Star Wars kick there for a couple days, and I listened to Scoundrels, which uh, is a Timothy Th- Zahn book, and that's pretty much the reason why I read it, because he was the last author to write good Star Wars, to my mind. Uh, and this is set between Star Wars and Empire Strikes Back. It's Han Solo-centric. There's a little bit of Lando in there, too, but it's... Uh, he gets hired to pull a heist for a rich dude who got bilked out of some money. So it's, it's all about, uh, you know, the, the, the den of scum and villainy, you know, it's, uh, so it's good. And of course it's scoundrels cause it plays off the, the line, who are you calling a scoundrel? Or who, no, that was who you calling Scruffy, but when Leia called him a scoundrel, but anyways, eh, it was pretty good. I mean, you know, as with, um, Android, you know, I've begged, well, I don't bag on, but I talk about licensed fiction, and you know, you're being required to work in the universe and not build your universe. But th- this was good. It was it was a nice romp between the two. And since it was all the old characters, I found that a little bit more appealing. And then apparently, for some reason, they've revived the X Wing line. I don't know if it was just a one shot, you know, the Rogue Squadron and Wraith Squadron stuff. And they've got Mercy Kill out, and I listened to that, and that was uh that was pretty enjoyable too, because I really like those. Those I kept reading after I stopped reading the core universe because it was wedge and it was not just Luke and then Luke's kids being annoying. It was, it was good. It was standard X-Wing, you know, spy type stuff. So that was enjoyable. And then I went on to two, uh, Jack Reacher books I've read now, uh, or doesn't do echo burning and without fail. And these two, again, not quite as good as the first two, but still sufficiently enjoyable that if they get made into movies, I'll probably go watch them. I don't know that Tom Cruise can do 16 movies, but <laughs> well, I was, we'll see.
0: I, I was going to say, um, I seem to remember when you listened to the first one, you were like, eh, "I don't know if I'll listen to too many more."
1: But, are, but are you getting into them now, or I'm into them. I really like the first one. The first three I thought were very, very good. I mean, the first one was excellent. But the issue is, and here I am at book six or seven. I've run into that. <laughs> the The formula it doesn't change. He meets the girl. He has sex with the girl. He kills whoever's irritating the girl. That doesn't change. And it's as always. There's always a military aspect to it because he was the MP. Mm-hmm. And eventually, the formula just wears on me. There have been technical issues with the last couple books that he's trying to, I don't know if he's trying to expand the character or change it. Uh, it's just things that he's been doing in the last couple of books seem very out of character for what the first three or four books set Jack Reacher up to be. I'm not adverse to it. It just seems out of character and I'm hoping it goes somewhere worthwhile. Okay. Uh, so yeah, I'm going to keep reading them. Uh, but as before, you know, 16 books, it's a long haul if the character <laughs> doesn't change at all. Yeah. And then currently I'm listening to, Weapons of Choice by John Birmingham, which, uh, this is like a Goodreads or a Audible recommendation. I'd never heard of the dude. It's alt World War Two, but ra- it's, um, the Philadelphia experiment, essentially mm-hmm. only with an entire fleet as opposed to just one ship going back in time. It's, it's an entire fleet from, it's set in 2021, 20, I think. It's the future, you know. You got an aircraft carrier called Hillary Clinton. So apparently somebody was disappointed a few years ago. Uh, stuff like that. It's uh, it it's not just uh, the U.S. though. It's a global coalition or something like that of ships. By trying to apparently they're trying to harness uh, artificial wormhole to instead of firing a bullet, just make a bullet appear at the destination. So you know, <laughs> bypass armor and nice. all that kind of stuff. And hilarity ensues and boom, an entire 21st century battle fleet is now at Midway or partway between Midway and uh, and mainland. And it accidentally gets involved with the historically accurate Enterprise Yorktown task group that was on its way to the South Pacific to start to deal with Japan and accidentally wipes it out. So rather than going the route of, as most of these do, non-interference and we have to let Pearl Harbor get bombed, or in this case, we have to let this engagement ha- take place. Well, you know, they've just destroyed the entire U.S. fleet that was on its way to deal with the Japanese. So where I'm up to now, they're like, uh, they've admitted that they're probably in an alternate universe, but since they know what could happen, and they've screwed up the U.S.'s Pacific fleet, they're gonna get involved, damn it. We're gonna <laughs> fix shit. I don't know how it's gonna go. It's engaging. It's popcorn. You know, it's just something to have on while I'm at work, and and uh, you know, keep me keep me from slitting my throat as I work through my mindless <laughs> tickets. And then on the comic side, uh, since I've got my tablet recently, I've been reading a lot more comics since it's a lot easier than toting around my. <laughs> it's a netbook like that is a like that's a chore, but you know, this has a far better battery. I read the first issue of the New JLA where they're kind of recruited the non-traditional JLA type characters to be a part of Argus or the JLA is now a sub project of Argus. Eh, give it a shot. I don't really dislike any of the characters in it. None of them are really keen for me, but eh. and then I picked up uh, also the first issue of the JLA spinoff vibe, who was a horrible character in 1986, <laughs> sufficiently bad and sufficiently mocked for 30 years that they decided to revamp him. Uh He's still stupid. But I'm going to give it a shot. And then I picked up also the first issue of Thanos Rising, which is a really crappy book. Um, (laughs) Thanos is going to be the big uh, villain for a summer arc that Marvel's going to have going. And I guess in preparation for that, they needed to redo his origin revamp his origin again. So now we have Thanos as child, which, why? He's the Mad Titan, He kills people. He is infatuated with death. He wants to rule the universe and or destroy it, preferably both. We don't need to know why he was beat up as a kid. It doesn't (laughs) matter. No. So I'm not going to give the rest of that a shot. I'm just going to wait for Infinity or whatever it's called this summer. I picked up a couple of the Pathfinder comics from Dynamite, Dynamite and Paizo, and they're surprisingly good. The art style that you see in all the books, it might actually be the Paizo artists doing it. I don't know enough their names to know for sure. But um it, it, it's, it f- succeeds where the D&D comics failed because uh, the D&D comics, they were forced to work into an existing universe that was much more well-known. Despite the fact that Paizo is now beating Watsy at the monthly sales, it's still not as well-known a universe, and it's much more of a sandbox universe than the D&D mm-hmm. universe was. So this succeeds for me because it's a lot more open. You know, you're not looking at that going, No. You know, the 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 cleric of Saloon wouldn't do that, or, you know, whatever, that kind of thing. So it's enjoyable, and it it actually doubles as a a gaming supplement because at the end of each issue, they're giving you stats for the characters (laughs) and uh, and information about the villages or the areas around the village that they've been in so that you could incorporate them into your game if you so chose. So that's kind of cool. And then I read uh, the first seven issues of Age of Ultron which is the current Marvel cross-universe. I don't know if it's crossing into the regular titles, but it's their current miniseries involving Ultron, which Bendis has already given away that it's not going to matter because, as always, (laughs) Bendis is doing things that will retcon everything. But it starts off, it's at some undefined point in the near future in the 616 universe, and Ultron has taken over the world. Well, okay, Ultron's my second favorite villain. I'll give it a shot. Everybody's dead, dying, or in hiding. And, wow, they're going to solve the problem with time travel. What an original thought, Bendis. Way to way to stretch your writing chops there. Uh, but I'm going to give it a shot. I'm going to finish it. Because, hey, I like Ultron. And then... They need to bring back the Beyonder. <laughs> <laughs> I agree with you. If the first thing he would do would be to strike down Secret Wars 2. Uh, that was Beyonder in a leisure suit is just wrong. Dude, on so many more. You back levels. that pimp white suit? No! Pimp! No! <laughs> and then strike down the, did you read the retcon they did for him a few years ago? Uh, it turns out that the Beyonder is an inhuman. And when he went through the mist to find out what powers he was going to have, mm-hmm. oh, pff, he became a god. He became the Beyonder. He just went from being a normal inhuman to being the Beyonder. Stupid Marvel. I never. It's, yeah, I would like to see the Beyonder just so that they will eventually make a hero click out of that. (laughs) Just a 20 click dial that says, screw you, you're dead for all 20 (laughs) clicks. And then. Think it, therefore it is. Yes, exactly. (laughs) And then the last stuff, again, I'm on a bit of a Marvel kick here, despite the fact I bag on them a lot deservedly so. Uh, I've read the first eight issues of <laughs> Says Hawkeye. You. Says me and most everybody. No, That's nah, true. But but they deserve it. Uh, the first eight issues of Hawkeye, which are really, really good. Hawkeye is one of my, the only Avengers that I, the only Avenger that I really like. And he's, goes back to like the 80s. He was the only part of the West Coast Avengers that I thought was worthwhile. And this is a really good series. I'm really enjoying it. The artwork was, eh, yeah, but it's grown on me. But it's just Clint Barton as a regular dude. He's not doing any Avengers crossover, excuse me, yet. He's just a dude that lives in a tenement building and it uh, relies a lot on his history as a criminal. He's got some involvement with the Russian mob and, you know, there's some, some of the traditional Avengers here, uh, villains that he kind of runs into, but not in an Avengers, uh, manner. It's, uh, and it's him and Katie, the young woman that took over as Hawkeye for him for a little bit. Uh, so it's surprisingly good. Like I say, I bag on Marvel a lot, but this is, uh, really good and really enjoying it. And of course, it's purple. So, um, yeah, and that's what I'm doing on the comic side. Is that it? That's it. Good Lord. I told you it was going to be a month. <laughs> All right. I want this to be a three hour cast.
0: Reading is fundamental, kids. So <laughs> we're trying to, what we're trying to get across here. All right. What we're playing. Let me go first. Go, ahead, go ahead. You need to take a breath, <laughs> get a drink. <laughs> uh, again, uh, my time's been fairly limited, but I've got, I mean, I've got stuff off and on. Uh, I've been playing Legacy Gears of Time off and on when I get a chance. Uh it's a Fun little game. Been having fun with it. Uh We've been trying to get in Netrunner, Android Netrunner when we can. Uh Since Jordan and I have both invested in it, we figured we should actually... Set- Damn it, I'm playing it! It <laughs> needs to see some table time. And actually, uh we may in the future do some LCG-specific uh, reviews we we're thinking about. We're through some ideas. But then on the other side of things, the video game type side, um, I've been very schizophrenic. I, I haven't been able to stick with anything. Uh, I played XCOM for like ever, and then I just got tired of it. I got burnt out. It's just, uh, it's too repetitive. Uh, decent game, but just to try to play it straight through for me just isn't happening. Uh, I'll go back to it eventually. Um So I've been all over the place. Uh, I played a little bit of The Walking Dead, The Telltale game, so the story-driven one. Because Megan is the one that played that, and I never did, so I thought oh, I should go through and check this out because I believe they're doing it. They, they they have announced that they're doing another one, so there'll be another like season or whatever they called it. They they kind of treat. Have you have you played it at all or seen it? They kind of. I've they, seen it, it. I know yeah, what it is. it's 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 a decent little like I said story game. To, mechanics of it bother me sometimes but the story is kind of cool and the fact that you gotta hurry up and make certain choices and they do carry on through the entire thing character remember what you did or what you said that kind of stuff it's kind of cool um so it's been kind of fun but i i've been off and on i played a little iron brigade haven't played that in a while it's basically a tower defense game so i'm dishonored how's that i like it. it's it's okay it's a little darker decent little game but again it's just one of those things like I can't get anything to stick with me right now it's like I played it for a little while okay time to move on so I'm not far enough into it to make a huge decision but I mean I've played enough of it I've played several missions I mean it's you know mission stuff here's what you're going to do go do it kind of thing let's see uh played I'm playing right now I'm mostly playing Dead Island the original because I have Dead Island Riptide sitting on my <laughs> my, uh, uh, entertainment stand or, uh, TV stand. So, um, then as soon as I read, well, you can port your character in, it's like, oh yeah, yeah, I suppose I should go do something with my character in Dead Island. So I've been playing a lot of that. Played a little bit of Bioshock Infinite. Played a little bit of the, uh, Civilization. Was it Revolution that they did on Xbox? So all that stuff and then Temple Run 2. Cause I, have you been playing? I know you, for a while there you are off it, but they started doing daily and weekly.
1: That, uh, that re- revitalized me yeah. a little bit, but I'm stuck. I was stuck on a grind of 10 million miles. 10 yeah, million that's points. There's things that I'm just going to grind against. The, no-
0: the, that's the only thing I have left on the regular objectives is the mile, the 10 million miles you got to run.
1: Yeah. And, <laughs> but, but I'm off it now. I've actually removed it from my phone because <laughs> nice. they, uh, they've started advertising the
0: them. ads the, and they're so random. Yep. It's not like, like with, uh, Royal Revolt, which I still do play off and on too. I didn't put that on my list, but that one, there's an ad at the very beginning when you start it up. And then that's it. On Temple Run 2, it's just, I'll be mid, I'll be not mid run, but start of a run. Mm-hmm. It'll just pop up. Yeah. And stop my run. Yeah, that's, that's
1: annoying. Uh, yeah, I'm not adverse to advertising, obviously. Well, I mean, I don't like advertisements <laughs> that interrupt my game. And even though it's right there at the beginning and it theoretically is not impacting you, it's annoying. So. You're gone.
0: Yeah, see, but I don't always get it at the beginning. That's just it. If it was more like Royal Revolt, where I, the game starts, first thing I see is an ad, close it out, keep four going. Ga- four I'm games fine. in a row,
1: I got the advert, so I, then I stopped. I was like, yeah. you know, I don't, I don't mind being, I, well, I do mind being advertised too, but I understand, dudes trying to make money. You know, cross promote his games, sure, go for it. I don't care. No, but
0: and it doesn't go away clean. That's the other thing. I don't Well,
1: that's like. it. It stops you. It it Interesting.
0: And even like hit, you gotta hit the back button like two or three times because it, then it just shows a blank screen. Yeah. Like a black screen. And then you gotta get back to the game. And like I said, for me, it's so random. That's the part that bothers me the most because I've actually started runs and gotten it. Mm-hmm. So I was like, no, I, I should not have started a run. I mean, it's still the very beginning of the run, but I should not have started playing your game and get an ad. Yep. <laughs> so yeah. That's bothered me. Uh, That's pretty much me. Like I said, I've been all over the place. I I haven't had a lot of time, so it's been a little bit here, a little bit there. Kind of, what kind of piques my interest today? Or I don't have a lot of time. You know, a little bit of tower defense, something like that. So that's been me.
1: I'm right there with you on XCOM. I was really enjoying it, but then it became just a bit of a repetitive grind just trying to do missions to get money for research to do more missions to get money for research and
0: well and the same same maps too i mean it, there, yeah. there isn't a huge variations like if you're in a city it, you know what the city block map is gonna look like yeah that kind of stuff yeah
1: and same thing with syndicate it's not a bad game but it's just yeah. i tried that too yeah it's just not gripping me right now the one thing i do like
0: is the overall feel like uh, it's very very Shadow Yes, like you, you know, you look at something and boop, boop. You yeah. know, here's your information on that.
1: Yeah, I like that hacking yes. from a distance. Yeah. And yeah, no, yeah, it's it's not a bad game, but it's not the Syndicate people, of Old. No, it is not. Well, it's definitely not the Syndicate that's, of Old. That's
0: that's part of the problem for me.
1: Yeah, it's not. I mean, if I'd done some research, I probably would have found out why it was nine dollars. But um I got, I got it cheap too. So. <laughs> yeah, so I'm not really that broken up about it. As far as FPS's go, I think it's. uh It stands alone. It stands up as a good game as an FPS, which it, you know, the original wasn't. And I was kind of hoping for the original, but you know, it's on the console side. It's, I just, nothing's grabbing me because I just have in the back of my mind last of us and destiny. When, when are those two coming out? Those are what I want to play. And, you know, XCOM now is like, well, I'm not done it, and I'm just not keen right now. I need some time off from that. And State of Decay and Grand Theft Auto are the two I'm waiting for right now. I just can never get into the GTA series. And I've been playing a little... This is where I'm at. It's not a bad game, but now I'm reduced to using my console to play Catan. I like Catan, but, you know, I shouldn't be getting my the most use from my 360 for Netflix and Catan,
0: you know? Watching Doctor Who is probably the most
1: my <laughs> Xbox gets used for these days. And then on the board games, like I said, I took uh Temple Run 2 off my phone, mm-hmm. but I replaced it with uh Zombie Highway, mm-hmm. which is um you're on a highway, you're in a vehicle, zombies are on either side, you run them over, or they jump on you, and then you scrape them off on wreckage. It's a good toilet game. You know, It's it's what I do. <laughs> Uh, you know, it's, well, that's what it is. It's, (laughs) it's microtransactions, but from what I can tell, everything that you can buy, if you play it long enough, you can unlock. So that's just what I'm doing. They got different highways. Like there's the basic highway with a lot of trash and then there's like, the basic highway with no trash on it, which is they call it like back in the day or something like that. And there's the iced up version where I guess theoretically it's supposed to be harder to handle, but <laughs> it's not really. And then there's the swamp version where there's uh, much lim- much more limited visibility. So you never see stuff until it's right on top of you, so you tend to crash little around. I mean, it's not a spectacular game, but it, it's good enough for what it is for free and, you know, a four or five minute diversion. On the board game side, I was at Adepticon last month, so I got in a lot of Warhammer. And, uh, I got in a lot of demoing and a lot of pickup games, played some zombie side, uh, some X-Wing, infinity, saw some of the demos for the new Robotech game, which if I had the money. I'd probably kickstart. Robotech Divism, RPG tactics. The tactics. Yeah. yeah. Okay. Well, just a whole crap load of stuff there. That was a really good four days. Did you get in on
0: the zombie side nah. season two or whatever they call it? Nope.
1: Okay. I was another one over the. Price point was 150 bucks, and I'm just saving money for Gen Con right now. Yeah. <laughs> and then after that, Sarah and I are trying to start saving for a, uh, a trip to Germany next year. So okay. a lot of, uh, don't know if we're going to get to that because we had some financial surprises this year. But if we can, that's where our, all our optional money is going right now. So yeah, and then got into Game of Dust, which is kind of old news now since the video has been up. Uh, and then, you know, the games you mentioned, because we've been playing some of those at uh, Jordals on game nights and stuff like that. We got in some uh, Legendary, and Legendary's expansion is coming out next month, so hopefully that'll, uh, I've got that on order at book review, so hopefully I'll get that. Hopefully it'll be out the early part of the month and not the late. Uh, like you said, we've been playing some Netrunner, and we also got in a few games of Star Wars, and I've just picked up uh, Call of Cthulhu and Invasion. Mm-hmm again i gotta find my invasion stuff <laughs> uh probably more stuff but uh those are the yeah. key ones the ones that stick in my head right now so yeah a lot of minis a lot of cards and a lot of fun stuff at adapticon had a good weekend there yeah i guess that's about it for gaming
0: well if that's it for gaming that's coming out to the close for
1: us here that's gotta be that's it
0: it's gotta be i'll just mention real quick uh i didn't mention it at the top i didn't think about it at the top but uh so you were trying to engage, uh, what the uh, 13, 14 people we have on our BGG guild?
1: Yeah. <laughs> Thank you, Sarah, for being the first responder.
0: <laughs> I was gonna say only, but I did. I was a smartass, and then Nate came after yeah. me, didn't he? Yeah. 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 So yeah, I, I don't. We—that's another thing we don't mention <laughs> very often, but we do have a guild on BGG. It's been kind of ghostly. Uh, I used to. You used to post like new episode whenever we had a new episode out there but everybody there's so many other ways to find I me mean, there's actually they have our feed on BGG and everything else so from there we just been kind of using it maybe contests or whatever but uh uh Jordan's uh taking it upon himself to be the uh, social liaison lately, which if you ever meet him, you'll know that's just ridiculous.
1: It is. It's totally ridiculous. (laughs) There's no reason this should have fallen on my shoulders. We have a politician in the group. He should be out there glad-handing. You know, uh, I've said it before, I'll say it again. Interact with us people. I enjoy (laughs) having these therapeutic sessions and getting together with my two friends and shooting the shit and talking about games and talking about life and whatnot. But, you know, it's a two-way street. I'd like it to be. So talk to us, Mm. too.
0: So why don't you tell them what, uh, what
1: question you got up now or what? Uh, right now it was my, uh, Monday night meandering. I asked and, uh, it's, I posted it on both Google Plus and, uh, Facebook for a link to the thread. Asked about, uh, your game groups, uh, and how you do your games. Do you, uh, as I said, do you play the new hotness until it's a burned out cinder or do you cycle through different games every week? I explained, uh, you know, how our group is currently going and I've had a couple responses. So I'd like to see a few more. There's no prize in it. Just let me know you're out there and alive. <laughs> oh,
0: we just lost everybody.
1: <laughs> <laughs> we get a couple thousand downloads every month. Is it just people downloading it because they know us or are you really listening?
0: Alright, so I think that's gonna do it for us. I'm Jeff King, and I'm the Canadian. Thanks for listening. I've got a hundred thousand comics carefully collected, and all the action figures for I'm carefully selected. The posters and promotions for each superhero movie, my ringtone Frank Berger and Ash saying, I've got each permutation of the Xbox and PlayStation. My anime collection is the finest in
2: the nation.